Welcome to All Things Alt Tech, where we talk about the emerging digital ecosystem and how the online world is changing by the week. If you want to hear about next generation platforms and browsers, get the latest on privacy and online free speech issues, or just general banter on the creepy online media industry, this one's for you. So strap in, grab a drink, sit back and enjoy. If you want to support the podcast, visit nyman.media slash podcast. That's N-Y-M-A-N dot media slash podcast. If you want to ask a question or submit a story, email me at podcast at nyman.media. Welcome to the podcast. Today is August 27th, 2019, and today we're going to talk about the Google document dump provided by Project Veritas. Now, the reason we're going to do this is because surprisingly few people in the media have actually taken the time to disseminate any of this so i figured well i gotta give it a shot then because somebody has to have a look at it so basically uh, there was a google insider just recently who who came out so to speak to talk about the inherent bias um over at google and and what and what they're doing there to fiddle with the search results and 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 so forth um, and he basically took a whole bunch of documents that he found, internal documents that he found while he was working at Google, and he gave them over to Project Veritas. Um, but as I mentioned before, nobody's really taken a good solid look at these. So let's have a quick look at what's in them. Now, um, over at Google, if you work at Google, which I have, you'll know that basically everything is actually committed to to documentation. I mean, there's even this internal joke that you know they hire all these... Um, uh, these you know extremely intelligent people and and overachievers of all kinds and then they put them to work to basically manage a document or manage a spreadsheet that's your job um, so let's go go through them here now the first the first one that I found kind of interesting here is some something called the YouTube controversial twiddler query blacklist now that's a bit of a mouthful so what is twiddling really well first of all I should mention that I'm not an outright developer but it's, to my understanding, it's basically twiddling is re-ranking results from a single corpus or a single search result. So you, uh, you take a, uh, a list of search results and then you reorder them basically in a way that, that you see fit. Now, so basically in this document, there are references to how basically how easily uh, these twiddlers can be created. So how, how easily you can reorder search results based on one of these twiddlers. And, and one example function actually here is that you can strongly demote search, uh, search results. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because, you know, there's been a lot of debate over the past few months, really, over whether Google actually manually intervenes in, in the search results. Um, obviously, anybody who's been paying any kind of attention here knows that of course, there is a massive intervention into uh, into the search results, and you might also remember that late late last year, it was December eleventh, twenty eighteen. CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai, he appeared in front of Congress under oath, mind you, and he he basically said that Google does not manually intervene in search results. Well, we know based on this document that that is nonsense. Um. Obviously, you can see how easy it is to twiddle search results, and you know that there are people there writing all kinds of twiddlers, and we know that people are extremely, for example, left-leaning over at Google, so uh, it stands to reason that there is some serious twiddling going on. Um, 
And uh, I guess, you know, you could make a pretty, you can make a legalistic argument that they don't do manual intervention because, well, these twiddles are algorithmic, but it, it doesn't pass up to any kind of scrutiny, scrutiny, really. And I think this document is, is, it's not the smoking gun, but it certainly is pretty damning evidence that there's a lot of fiddling that goes on over at Google. Um, now, let's have a look at at some of these controversial queries then. Um, now, there's a lot of interesting stuff in here, and there's a lot in here, for that matter. Um, there's a lot of references, for example, to Stephen Paddock and the Vegas attack. So whenever somebody searches for that, then Google will, uh, or YouTube rather, will, will twiddle the results and show you um, certain results more than others. Um, some other interesting queries here uh, were, is Stephen Paddock Democrat and Stephen Paddock is anti-Trump and so forth. Now, why is it so why is it so important to fiddle with the ranking of those those results? Well, I mean that that is kind of weird, really. And there's a lot of references just to this particular uh, particular event and, uh, and and other events that the, that YouTube tw YouTube deems to be controversial. Even though the term Las Vegas itself, uh, just the generic term seems to trigger twiddling. Also, the word paddock does the same thing. Now, imagine if you had a business with that name. That would be pretty frustrating, probably. Um, also, the, here's just words such as shooting. So it seems to me that not a lot of work has gone into looking into um, weeding out relevant keyword not that you should be reading out anything if you ask me but it seems very sloppily done just have to mention another an, uh, a few more interesting ones here crisis actor well there this would really get the conspiracy buffs going here um another one is repeal the eighth which obviously speaks to the eighth amendment of the constitution of ireland um abortion demonstrations abortion rallies all, all these queries will will trigger sort of reordered results of one kind or another. Um, there's also a document here called the Fringe Ranking Classifier. And basically it, discuss, it discusses how to identify fringe news, whatever that really means. Um, and one idea that's mentioned here is that they, should, they could be looking at directly grading channel quality, a channel's quality. Um, so again, this kind of speaks to, or might speak to manual intervention once more. Some of the fringe queries that, that you see as examples here are Pizzagate, who shot JFK, um, and some fringe topics are exposing the 9-11 fraud. I mean, again, this is just the conspiracy buffs treasure trove right here. It seems YouTube and Google, if anybody, I mean, they are, are the ones who are really kind of uh, into all these conspiracies, if anybody, really. Um, and also, in, interestingly enough, in this fringe ranking classifier document, they speak about multiple human raiders um, that basically rate, uh, rate content, and then this data is then used to train an algorithm. Well, basically the algorithm that will determine what is fringe news and what is not. Well, my question is, who are these human raiders? That's very interesting right there. Uh, and again, I mean, I, I, would also, I would also argue that uh, if, if you have multiple human, or if you just have human raiders full stop, well, then you're doing some manual intervention right there. Anyway, 
moving on here, there's also a document called um, Expanding Collaboration for News Quality. And basically, this document outlines how news partners are approved. And so basically, I mean, anybody can really apply for becoming a news partner with Google, but only relatively few are uh, are actually approved. Now, there's a flowchart here on, on these applications for publisher registration, and it mentioned that there's also a third-party agency review in place, which means, so there's a third party that determines whether or not somebody can become a partner um, with Google News. Very interesting. Again, I'd like to know, again, who are those, thir who are those third parties? Um, moving right along here. There's a, there's a document called News Blacklist Site for Google Now. Um, News Blacklist Sites for Google Now. And basically, this, base, this contains a list of sites that should not be referenced in the Google Now results. Um, and I, this is a, it's a pretty meaty list here, but just glancing through it, you can see that there are immediately about 17 outright conservative sites that are blacklisted. And meanwhile, as, as I see it, there's not, there are only about nine liberal sites. So <laughs> I see some wonkiness right there. Also, you notice that the site Drudge Report is, is noted here as a site flagged for peddling hoax stories. Hmm. Okay. Um, and also, not surprisingly, there's a whole bunch of news sites about Trump that are also being, well, blacklisted from Google now, as I understand it. So again, manual intervention, massive amounts of it. Um, I'm not so I don't so much have a problem with with the fact that they are doing some filtering. I more I more so have a problem about the fact that somebody goes in front of Congress and says under oath that there is no manual intervention. Um, also, let's move along here. There's also this is a bit of a technical one, but there's also one uh, one document that talks about real time events. Now, real time events um, basically speaks to how the, how Google clusters trending news events. So basically, how they understand which stories speak to the same theme, how they unfold, and how they are kind of related to a greater nar narrative. Now, the document is not you know all that interesting in and of itself, but but the examples um, listed in the document, the examples of the mechanics of how news events are, are uh, clustered, they're based on, for example, here's an example for you, um, Trump impeachment, Trump pulling out of Paris agreement, Trump firing Comey, etc. So you can tell where the attention is here. The, basically, the, the people who are uh, in charge of, you know, creating these real-time events systems, they seem to be very interested in, well, Trump things for the most part. Um, so, I mean, you can see a little bit of a, a wonkiness again right there. Um, also, not surprisingly, in this document dump, there's uh, quite a few mentions um, about diversity and stuff and all this, you know, googly stuff. Uh, a lot of talk about promoting and advancing females and blacks and Hispanics and that lot. And it's almost to the point where if I were a white male conservative, I would be feeling almost a little bit left out here. Also, in at Google, they do this thing every Friday called TGIF, or Thank God It's Friday. And it's basically this big all-hands meeting um, where they all get together. Um, in it's It's filmed in 
over in Mountain View, and then it's then broadcast to to all the other offices, basically uh, all the other offices in the world, and and you basically have a beer and you have a chan chance to to ask questions um, from pretty much the management team or whoever they bring along that time, um, and not much, not all that much interesting in there, but you could you could see that they still entertain, for example. They entertain the idea of this gender pay gap and all this kind of stuff that's kind of been disproven and that's trite at this point, if you ask me. So you, you get a feel for kind of what kind of what the zeitgeist is, is over there at Google, and and it seems to me it, it's it's very lefty, it's very kind of uh, let's say California, and it's you know it doesn't surprise me that you see all this wonkiness and all this. Um, this left-leaning skew and bias everywhere in the organization. Um, I want to move over to another another document here that speaks to machine learning fairness. Now, this created a little a little bit of a stir. Um, I think it was about a, was about a couple of months ago. Basically, it was re revealed that Google um, have Google have as part of their algorithm, a system that tries to show search results so that they don't reflect any bias or unfairness. So, for example, if you go onto Google and you search for um, CEOs or something like that, or you, yeah, let's say, you know, CEO, you might see 50 uh, images, image results for 50% men and 50% women, even though we all know that, you know, CEOs are predominantly male, but in Google's eyes, they they think it's their job to kind of showcase this ideal world where 50% of CEOs are men and 50% of CEOs are women. Anyway, in this particular document, um, there's so there, there's an employee that brings up an individual search query here, namely American inventors, and how it's problematic that they are all men. So that if you search for American inventors, then you, you would at least at that point see search results that speak to, well, men. Um, well, I mean, let's reality check here. They were mostly men. Um, so again, this is the kind of oh, super lefty, lefty stuff that seems to permeate Google um, all over this time uh, in the, in, today. There's also this long psychological study um, in this treasure trove of document that talks a lot about um, discrimination and how how people react basically when they when they perceive uh, discrimination and and also that I'll give you a little little bit of a quote here. There's basically there's a line that says that people who experience algorithmic dis discrimination may be more likely to display negative online behaviors such as aggression or hostility. So basically they're saying that if you come across, let's say, a search result that is sexist, for example, then you're more likely to display negative online behaviors such as aggression or hostility. Now, I think that this is probably something like the seed that created this whole machine learning fairness nonsense. Uh, I think this might be part of where it all began. It's one study. It's very kind of fluffy, very academic, but it seems to me that this is part of the rationale. Now, if you ask me, I think this whole idea of training a computer not to, uh, or training a computer to to show an idealized world and spit out search results that that represent a world that you would like to see 
is madness. You know, you, you, this, is the, this is basically digital book burning right here. I mean, you cannot... Deleting history does not make for a fairer world. This is absolute lunacy. Anyway, um, this, uh, this whistle... I was going to call him a whistleblower, but let's, let's call him a whistleblower. This whistleblower from Google who, who uh, dumped all these documents onto Project Veritas, he also included a lot of profiles, so just employee profiles. And I think what he was getting at here is that uh, a lot of the employees, they, they were showcasing quite extreme views even on their, on their company profiles. And, um, and I mean, so people seem to be very proud of the fact that they almost have an a political agenda. Um, I do have to mention a few things in conclusion here. So, I mean, there's a lot of mundane content in, in here, probably much more mundane stuff than there are smoking guns. Um, and there are some, you know, reasonable thoughts in here. There are even mention, mentions of, of employees wanting to protect free speech and so forth. But I think that the issue here is that there are some extremist actors whose... Uh, whose kind of zeal exceed their authority. In other words, I think there are some, uh, some fairly extreme people who have a lot of authority, technical authority within the company, um, and who don't see the issue of bias and, uh, and political uh, skew the, the way that, that I see it, for example, or, or perhaps the, the way that you see it, for that matter. Um, and I should mention also in conclusion here that over at Google, um, there are hundreds of these little groups, um, and, and they, they, they can be, some of them are very trivial. There's a group for, for you know, what they call graglers, so people who are like on the older side um, of the demographic working over at Google. There, there's another group called gaglers, which is like this group for, for gay people uh, working at, at Google and so forth. Now, Amongst all of those, will you find some weird factions of, you know, hyper lefty people? Of course you will, and that's probably, pro probably what's been surfaced surfaced here. Now, I think, um, I think there's a lot of stuff that would that should make you ask questions or should should make you want more information as to, like I said, for example, who are these third parties that are working with Google to determine who gets to be a news partner? Who are these? Uh, who are these human raiders who, uh, whose data is then used to train the algorithm that determines what is fringe content? A lot of questions, and this doesn't look that good for Google, I must say. It, it, it really doesn't. Um, if you want to take a look at this um, information yourself, you can do that. You can go over to uh, projectveritas.com and, and dig it out for yourself. Um, that's about it, I think. There's going to be more content coming. I'm going to try Keep it up with a podcast a week, uh, at the very least. Um, if you wanna, if you want me to take a look at something, if there are any topics that you're interested in, if you have any questions, you can email me at podcast at Speak to you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone.